Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. The remains of Private Sean Rooney were repatriated yesterday from Lebanon. And I mentioned that gorgeous video that is heartbreaking but gorgeous video that is up on social media of a retired soldier um, pulling down, straightening the unit as if the Brigadier General, him or herself, was coming down to inspect an armed guard. Walks onto the pavement straightens the uniform like every soldier has been taught to do from their very first day as a private and straightens the beret in a particular way that the UN soldiers wear the blue beret and the salute is just straight out of the army manual of how to do it right on a drill square and it's as the coffin passes on its way from the Aldonnell aerodrome to uh, I'm assuming the next stage of Private Rooney's journey, which was involved a post-mortem by the state pathologist. Uh, he will, his mass will be in Dundalk, where he's from, and he will be buried with full military honours in Donegal. And of course, his uncles and his dad, all uh, past and serving members of the Defence Forces. Another past and serving member of the Defence Forces is Michelle Dunn who is a very well-known Cork writer and getting more well-known by the year, um, organiser and developer as well of the Spike Island Literary Festival, first of which was held this September, uh, the author of two wonderful books um, called The Invisible and When Nobody Is Watching, featuring former soldier Lindsay Ryan. But Michelle is also a former soldier, uh, wrote about it yesterday, in the examiner you told me this before michelle but i'd forgotten you celebrated your 21st birthday on a tour of duty in the lebanon where you were based in the village of hadata where a lot of irish soldiers were based it was one of the bases used and the death of sean rooney and the sears injury to shane carney it brought back a lot of memories morning michelle hi pj how are you, how are you? yeah it did i mean do you know what? It's it's been so many years since I was in Lebanon, and it, it feels like a lifetime ago at the best of time, to be honest. But then news like this breaks, and it literally it puts you right back there. I mean, you can feel the place, you can sense the danger that's always there, and you can just put yourself in the shoes of any of the people that are out there at the moment. Mm. I mean, <laughs> you just. Yeah, any one of them could have been assigned to that detail, PJ. You know, just those eight people that were in the convoy. It could have been any eight people that are out there. You know, and everybody is feeling that it could have been them. It could have been anyone. And 
you just grow so close to the people that you serve without their, their everybody is feeling it my god it's horrific that's an important point anybody on duty on that particular watch could have been selected to go on that convoy for argument's sake Michelle in your day you could have been driving that that convoy yeah, I, I mean, those kind of things, uh, from what I remember, it would be a case of, okay, who's free at this time? Who's not on a different detail? Who's not here, there, everywhere? Okay, you're free, you're off. You're in that You're in that Jeep, you're off. Um, so it, it literally could have been, he was standing right in front of, you know, whoever was making those decisions, right? Right, you into the Jeep, off you go. It's, it's as simple as that. It could have been anyone. Wow. And, 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 you know, again, thinking back to my own time there and, the the dangers I suppose that we were in and the very very near misses we had some injuries there were, people are very very lucky to be alive after the tour that I was on um, and you just think oh, God what if it was what, if anything had happened to them you'd live with it for the rest of your life and and the people who are out there at the moment are going to carry this trip with them for the rest of their lives as well but when I wrote that piece yesterday I've got so many messages from. Defence Forces people, serving, retired people I've never met and will ever meet. And all, all, you know, saying this is exactly what we're feeling. And, you know, you've put into words what we're all feeling. And everybody's feeling it. And uh, people who have never met Sean Rooney or Shane Kearney or any of the other guys that were in that convoy, they feel like they know them intimately because they've, they've been in the same place, you know. Yeah, You were also, I think, I got a fabulous piece written by... Uh, QS, uh, CS, um, sent to me over the weekend about what it's like to be a soldier and what it's like to do mm. out there. Because I guess it's a question, Michelle, that you were probably asked a hundred times. Well, what do they do out there? Oh, well, see, this now is where what kind of prompted me to write that piece as well is there is this this um, kind of perception that Irish soldiers go off out to the lab and they're they're raking in the cash and they're kind of just sitting around. They're just a presence in the area and um, that kind of thing. But you're not. I mean, your day to day duties. It's, it's politically, it's very different now from when I was there. It was very very active. It was you know civil war when I was there. Things are supposedly more peaceful now, but they're, they'll never be. I mean, politicians can decide that you know okay, the war is over. We're finished. We're, fight, we're you know we're not fighting anymore. But you can't erase decades of pain and hurt in a country like that. So there's always, always, always an element of danger. So, you know, you're you're there and you, as the presence there, you're monitoring everything that's going on in the place. You're monitoring movements. You're monitoring who's doing what. But your day-to-day life is, is, is very confined. You're confined to this little, your camp, which is a small little area to be stuck in for six months. And no matter what kind of pieces in the area you're not free to go off out for a walk you're not free to go for a run you're not free to do anything unless it's an organized thing and there's mm. you know all these things put in place all these provisions put in place for things like that so it, it's 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 never an easy job mm. i remember having the privilege of traveling there in 99 to do a radio documentary with the troops that were out there at the time and one of the things we told we were told in our first briefing was there are shops a short distance away. You don't leave this base without a soldier. Mm. That was yeah. You don't like, and and no, that was of no. course. And and then we got to see the danger. Like people out there, Michelle. In your time, speak of your time. You were in danger at certain types of the times of the day and night, every day. Ready to pop the question. 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Every single day. I mean, I wrote that piece yesterday and in it I mentioned that you know we were all very young it was our first time traveling and when we when we were leaving we were like kids going to Disneyland we were like oh the excitement of what lay ahead and the experience we were going to have but you'll never imagine yourself becoming so jaded that you're hearing explosions in the middle of the night and you're thinking oh do I have to get up how close is that you know because it, it you know it comes to a certain point and you're in groundhog and you're in there for the night um, but you're at that point where you're literally so jaded, you're thinking, oh, I, I'll get away with another minute. I'll wait for the next one and see how close that is. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's crazy to think that that's real. And it, it actually is. Anybody who served out there will tell you they've done the same thing at any point, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you are in danger all the time out there. Because the quarters, they're basic, they're Spartan, but they're okay. Mm. But you could be having a mm. night's sleep and the bangs start and before you know it, mm. you're there in your flak jacket and your helmet in what I could only describe as, describe the bunker for me. It's literally a concrete tube and you crawl in and you sit and you wait. Yeah, there's there's that. We had that bunker was outside. It wasn't used as much as the dining hall. Um, so our dining hall was kind of, it was built, there was gabby on walls all around it. So they were there to protect it. And yeah. it was just a much bigger space. We wouldn't have all fit into our tube of a bunker um, but I, I remember one night in particular, I was on duty in the Compton, which in bunker situations, anyone working in the Compton went to the Compton. It was kind of built half underground, mm. if you like. Um, and I was on duty in there and just the next thing out of the blue, it was complete silent night, very quiet. And then a mortar round struck our camp. And my friend who I shared a house with in Limerick at one time was on the roof. He was patrolling the roof. That was his job at that time. And I'd been just talking to him on the, the field phone at the time. Um, and next thing, there was this big bang. The whole building shook and the mortar actually struck the roof. So, you know, for for a second, I'm diving at the groundhog alarm. Not that anybody needed it because the whole place was bloody awake at that time. But I'm thinking, is he dead or alive up on that roof? He was, you know, a really good friend of mine. And a few seconds later, another round struck our camp and there was machine gun fire striking 
the buildings in our camp, you know, our, our gym was riddled, our generator shed mm. that powered the camp was hit. Um, and, and as I wrote about in, in my piece yesterday, the next morning we found an unexploded mortar round right at the accommodation block. So, I mean, you're there and that's completely out of the blue. One minute you're, I'm sitting down having a cup of tea, I'm on duty, dead quiet, chatting to the lad on the roof and 10 seconds later he could be dead up on the roof. He was injured. He Luckily, he survived. He was fine, but he was injured. There was two people injured that night because somebody was running to the bunker underneath that roof and a big chunk of masonry fell down and hit him on the head. Um, so, yeah, we had two injuries that night and it could have been so much worse, you know. But that's that's just out of the blue and that was that was average. I mean, that happened more than once, you know. <laughs> Not, not to the extent of that night. That night was probably the worst. But mm. yeah, you're always in that situation. You don't know what kind of night you're going to have or what's going to happen. Yeah. There was an early morning walk. I'm sure you did it. Uh, your highest point was the, the famous Hill 880. That, had, that mm. road had to be walked up. It, they had, there was a special name for it. I've forgotten it. It had to be walked every morning and mine swept at first light. That was terrifying. The early bird. The early bird. Yeah, the early bird patrol. Yeah, they went off in all directions. Yeah, so we had outposts. We had our, our main camp and then we had outposts around and the road to each post had to be walked and mine swept. Um, I think it was around six in the morning, every morning, before any transport or before anybody could leave before anything could leave the camp that had to be done so yeah that was that was another aspect of it yeah, yeah, yeah every right. single day every single day and you know I, I think and maybe I'm wrong here Michelle when you come home you talked among yourselves but you didn't was it a decision or was it just look people weren't interested you, I think this is the first time I've ever heard you talk so openly about your own experience is is that the case with people who come back from, from, from foreign like that I think you know we're very Irish PJ and I think the likes of counselling people are coming around to it now and I do remember actually towards the end of our tour our CO called us all in um, just to kind of a, a final debrief before going home and you know it was a very active tour and I, I do remember being asked you know if, if if you feel you need to talk to anybody where you know and but I, I think it was more of a tick the box kind of thing but it yeah. was offered but it would have been completely alien to me to think oh god I can sit down and talk to a complete stranger about this because I suppose again during the time there you you, you the soldiers serving together, they become completely almost enmeshed in each other's lives. Mm. So you're, you're talking about things constantly and you're cracking jokes about things that aren't a bit funny, but they're what get you through. Mm. Um, and that's the way it is. And to this day, you now we're here and we're talking. We still talk, anytime we get together, we still talk about that trip and we still talk about what happened that night with the shelling and, you know, we do talk about it, but yeah, I suppose it's not, it's probably, it could be completely different now, I'd imagine it is, um, with, with counsellors and things like that. And I would imagine the people who are in that convoy, PJ, will need, they should have, they should have a lot of help, you know, I think yeah. they're going to need it, they're, they're going to need Absolutely. to get their heads around. Absolutely, Absolutely. Feel, feel so yeah. much for them. I mean, poor, poor Sean made the ultimate sacrifice and... Mm. But we we must think and uh, another East Corkman, Shane. Um, he's yeah. seriously injured. He seems to be okay from the information we can get out of it. But he he's seriously injured, and his family have asked for prayers for his recovery. Yeah. Absolutely, and then as well, 
you need to think about the other six people that were in those jeeps. Yes. I mean, that would be horrific for them yes. to to have witnessed that. Thank um, you for mentioning that, that, Michelle. Thank you for mentioning that because that's something a, a simple layman like myself might not have thought of. But go on. Well, I, I mean, you can imagine the people that were in that jeep with with Sean Rooney, and they see him being shot, and you know that I don't know how you would get your head around that because they would have been very close. They would have been very close friends, um, and the people that were in the other jeep, the four lads in the other jeep, it could have been them. They got separated. They're always going to be asking questions of themselves and of the situation, and it's just it's it's going to be an awful lot for them mm. to come to terms with. It's a bit like you can remember the night you were worried for your friend. Yeah, yeah, it is, I'm, and and that's I suppose that's what comes into your head when you hear things like this because you know how close they all are at this stage. Um, you know, within a week of being out there, you're very you're close to the people around you, even the ones that would normally maybe annoy you on an average day because mm. you are stuck in a small area, but you are still like a, a family and and. Mm just to think of anything happening to any one of them that you know it's just it's it's yeah. it's mind-boggling really yeah. have you been back since no no i haven't yeah i haven't i would i'd, I'd actually love to go back there because it, lebanon is such a beautiful country and the people there yeah. oh the people there the, the local people that that i would have that would have been in the village of hadata were just the loveliest people they're they're so warm and welcoming. They'd give you the shirt off their back. Like they're they're lovely people, mm. and they're most like they're very close to the Irish. The Irish are in their hearts out there, you know. So I I know they probably would be feeling this as well. Yeah, it's the average Lebanese yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I, I having seen photographs of how the Irish get enmeshed in the locals and how they make friends. Yeah. And they stay, yeah, and it is like you said, it's a stunningly gorgeous part of the world as well. It's beautiful, to, to it's beautiful. Michelle, listen, thank you, thank you for your service and you uh, in the time and you you you're you're writing about your time now. You're get, gathering old stories, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, well, do you know what? I've actually sent a book away to my editor at the moment, and I feel very funny about it now because um, it's it's gone, it's finished, but it's it's another thriller, but it is based in Hadata. Ah, <laughs> so, really? So I've been, yeah, I've been really kind of um, absorbed in in Lebanon and in Hadata and in everything about that for the last number of months because I've been writing. Um, but it's it's fiction what I'm writing. But yeah. then you something like this happens, and it's you know it's yeah. so far removed. Well, I can't, I can't yeah. wait to read it. I, I can't wait to read it, Michelle. And so we'll we'll talk to you sometime in 2020. You and the family have a have a wonderful Christmas, and we'll see you in 2020. Happy Christmas, PJ. Thanks Take very care. much. Take care, Michelle Dunn. Um, the reality of it. The reality. Her books, by the way, if you want to read them, um, her two books about uh, Lindsay Ryan, who was a former soldier. They're called The Invisible and While Nobody Is Watching. And if you pop into my pal John Breen at Waterstones or any bookshop of your choice, you could not buy two better Cork books for a person who enjoys great fiction. Thanks, Michelle. Cork's 96 FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.